Welcome to Tilm Themes. We're on Capital Zion. Shikayon Le David. The Mistake of David. So the title is Great Enough to Admit Mistakes. And I'm going to tell you two random thoughts before we start. One about Tilm in general, and one about this capital that I promised I'd tell you whenever there's a Shalshalis. But we have one. And hopefully we'll be able to explain that one as well based on what we say today. So if you look in Parshas Vayechi, which happens to be when I'm recording this, um, there's a very interesting thing that the Balaturim brings down, which is in Perik. Is this Mem Zion, Pasuk, um, Chavtes. He brings down from the Mesechus Sofrim that the Medrash says, it's also Yerushalmi and Shabbos, that Amar HaKadosh Baruch God says, L'David, Ata, Sisa, Kuf, Mem Zion, Mizmorim, you wrote down 147 Psalms, Geminian Shnos Yaakov, which is the same exact years of Yaakov, which is why the Baltimore is bringing this down. Tizke um, Kamoso, you should have the same thing as him. Mahu, Banav, Malko, Biyachad, him and his sons were the ruler, Afata, Yimloch, Shlomo, Beni, Bechayev. So your son will will take over during your lifetime, which is what David did. Davracher Ma Yaakov Lo Egiel Ime Avosav Af David Lo Egiel Dachzeh Bebi Yishai V'Ish Bebi Meishal Zakeim Bab Anashim and David didn't have a long life, which is very strange because that seems to be a punishment. So what's going on here? So the first question to ask is 147. I thought there was 150 Kapitlach in Tehillim. So this there's actually many essays written about this. The simple reading is that. Um, we know that Yaakov did live to 147, um, probably assuming that he was a tzaddik, which he, assuming because he was a tzaddik, therefore he died on his birthday. So it was an exact 147. That's the assumption, although it's not necessarily true, meaning we don't find that every single tzaddik always died on their birthday, as far as I understand. But anyway, um, so it's hard to say that he lived into his 148th year, but was really, okay. But then with Tehillim, we know that Gemara and Bracha says Mephorish that the first two Kapitlach are, are read as one. So therefore, there's only 149 Kapitlach, really. And we also know there are other Chazals that do combine other ones. So you have to say that this Medrash is either rounding up and rounding down and meeting in the middle, um, or probably counting a few as the same. The second point that I want to say is that in, in this Kapitel that we're doing, um, so and, and that needs to be explained why there's something negative being said there. But anyway, suffice it to say, in this Kapitel that we're doing Zion, so in Pasuk Zion, there is a, uh, I'm sorry, Pasuk Vav, Yerdof, Oyev, Navshi, Viyasig, Viyermos, Laaretz, Chai, Uchavodi, that has a Shalshalis. Uchavodi, my honor, Laafer, Yishken, Sela, Yashken, Sela. It should dwell there. Now, that's David cursing himself, which is beyond the scope of this conversation, but I want to focus on that word, Uchavodi, my honor, which has a Shalshalis, and we'll come back to it as we explain a little bit more. Okay, so let's talk about great enough to mistakes. It was the most uncomfortable situation for King David, who had been chased by his mad father-in-law, King Shul. So David cried out to Hashem for help. On two occasions, David had the opportunity to actually kill Shul, but refrained from doing so out of love and respect. How could I kill the appointed one of Hashem? Once, when Shul entered the cave that David was hiding in, David spared him. And another time was right near a sleeping Shul. See uh, uh, Shmuel Aleph, chapters 24 and 26 at length. David simply left his mark there to show Shul that his life could have been ended. Shul recognized that David actually had spared him, out of David's sincere desire to make peace. Shaul swore that he would no longer pursue David. However, unfortunately, he was later overtaken by a mental fit again and began to pursue David once again. Let's talk about what's going on in this capital. In this psalm, David expresses that he had acted in accordance with the Torah in all of his dealings with Shaul. However, David states that he feels that he made one minor error, which is the first Pesach. He expressed his sin in that he had rejoiced in Shaul's death as it represented a personal salvation from his vehement pursuer. See Moed Kutten, 16b, and Psalm 18.1 as well. Chazal Masechus Sofrim 18.2 say that this psalm is a song of the day of Purim, which is fascinating. This is because Mordechai was a descendant of Shul. Additionally, verse 16 describes someone f- 
falling into the exact pit that he himself dug, which hints to Haman, who was hanged on the exact gallows, which he prepared for Mordechai. By the way, there's a long-standing tradition of Jewish resilience to celebrate the exact thing that was planned against us. For example, we find in the Yerushalmi and Shkallim that says Mefurish that when the um, Yavanim, the Greeks, we just passed Hanukkah, when they made 13 breaches in the Beis Amigdash, when the Jews took it over again, they made a takana that in those exact 13 spots, the Jews would bow to God in gratitude that they had been spared. So we see that we, it's kind of like the um, famous picture of the um, Jewish ghetto in Berlin where someone lit a menorah across the street from the Nazi headquarters. So in that place of great damage and destruction and threat is exactly um, the more we are oppressed, the more we came out. So this is another recognition as well in that passage, which is beautifully expressed. And that refers to Haman in that passage. So, um, alternative explanations include other commentators have varied explanations as to what mistake David was referring to in verse 1. Rashi states that he was referring to the story of Nov Irakonim, which he had wiped out because they fled David, see San 95a. Alternatively, Rashi states that it refers to David's choice to cut off the corner of Shaul's robe, which he was um, which was a disgrace and therefore caused David to receive punishment. We know the famous um, Haftorah where Melch David Zakein and his clothing wouldn't keep him warm anymore, uh, which is in Malachim Aleph, Paragalif, Pasagalif. Also, see where Doc, he has other explanations. Bottom line is mistakes happen. Regardless of the specific mistake that is being mentioned here by David, the most powerful lesson is that David was not afraid to admit that he made a mistake and print it in writing and publicize it. David's mission in life was to bring out the honor of of Hashem, and to teach the world how to properly repent. See Avodah 5a. The verse in Mayukra 4.22 states, when the king will sin, and it goes on to describe a sacrifice, the carbon that he has to bring. The verse does not state only a possibility. Rather, it says, when the king sins, meaning it's inevitable. As King David's son Shlomo states in Kohelis 7.20, there, there is no one in the world who is free from sin. Everyone makes mistakes. However, only real men admit mistakes. Rashi, in fact, in Kohelis, based on the Gemara in Haris Tembi, states, Praiseworthy is a nation whose leader was willing to contemplate bringing a sacrifice on, account, on account of his sin instead of just burying it. One of David's greatest messages was the power of repentance and being honest with oneself. David took full responsibility for his actions. This way, he was able to apologize, rectify the situation, and charge forward with growth. This was the exact theme of Purim. The Jews admitted that they had gone against the advice of their sages and had turned their backs on Hashem and were thus deserving of death. When they repented and admitted their sins, they were saved miraculously and gained a lot and a most amazing day of celebration for eternity. I want to tie this together with three points. First one is I always love and I'm always very deeply moved by the beauty of Torah that so many things tie in together. You see, as the Mepharshim do so seamlessly, we passed Hanukkah, yet we're talking about that and we're talking about Purim at the same time. But, but truth is all-encompassing. And so as confusing as it is for some people, but for the creative mind and the sensitive mind, we recognize the beauty of Sofo notes with Chiloso, that everything is related to each other. And the more we understand Torah in depth, the more we understand all areas of Torah as well. And that's how Tamil Chachamim become well-versed in things because Torah is all-connecting. And that's how Tamil Chacham connect with all people because Torah is connecting. The second thing is that this now, in my opinion, explains Kavodi. Kavodi has a Shalshelis. So the first thing is to think about that our honor comes from a shalshelis. That means that there's a chain of, of events that cause that, that God orchestrates. And it's a recognition that our honor in life is dependent on God and the orchestration of that, of those events. The second part is that 
a shallshellus goes back and forth in, in its movement. It's like a zigzag. And so too with our honor. We have to recognize how fickle our honor is. On one moment, you could be at the top of the world and being celebrated. The other moment, God could decide and you could be shamed and at the bottom. And that's always something to keep in mind. And that keeps us humble. And that's part of the shalshalis. Um That's very, very important. And the last thing is that David Melech represented that life that, that Yaakov lived. Yaakov was mitasar shlema, that he lived a life of truth. He always tried to pursue the, the truth of Hashem. And therefore, his children ruled in his lifetime, which is exactly what David wanted. David said, just follow Hashem, and you becoming the Melech is dependent on you following Hashem. And so too, the Jews, when they lived in harmony, and they lived following Hashem, that's when they had the most success. That's when we have the most success as given. May Hashem answer all of our Tfilas Latova. We should hear Yeshua's Bikarov Mamish for every individual in Kalah Yisrael, and collectively as well.